California, Republicans are ramping up their campaign to recall Governor Gavin Newsom. Supporters of the recall effort have garnered more than 1.5 million signatures needed for the issue to qualify for the 2021 ballot. This just in, the LA Times reporting that enough voter signatures have been collected for a recall of Governor Newsom to qualify for the ballot. The effort is propelled by growing frustration over the state's response to the pandemic. Well, Jeff and Pat, Gavin Newsom was elected in 2018 to a four-year term, but now he could be voted out of office in just a few months. The Secretary of State's office says this afternoon the anti-Newsom campaign has enough valid signatures now to force a recall election. That it appears Governor Newsom will face a recall vote. Yeah, late this afternoon, the Secretary of State announced the recall effort has submitted enough valid signatures to qualify for an election. We have some breaking news. Governor Gavin Newsom will face a recall election. The California Secretary of State just announced that there are enough verified signatures for a recall election to take place. More than 1.6 million signatures. They have been verified. That exceeds the nearly 1.5 million signatures required. Folks, hello and welcome to the Power and Duty Show. You just heard KTLL 5. CBS Los Angeles, NBC Bay Area, and ABC7. California channels reporting a recall has been triggered. I'm your host, Carlos Cruz. Thank you for joining us as we analyze the ideologies controlling the California political spectrum and its results. When it comes to politics, personality is key and perception becomes reality. We do appreciate your following and always welcome your feedback. As you may know, the campaign to recall Governor Gavin Newsom has now secured enough valid signatures to get the recall on the ballot according to the latest filings with the California Secretary of State's office. While I do congratulate everyone, do not get too happy yet. There are still several more steps to go before recall election is official and voters have their say on the issue. And to help us get a better understanding, we have with us Randy Economy, Senior Advisor for the RecallGavin2020.com campaign. Randy has worked on more than 300 political campaigns as a consultant and advisor from all sides of the political spectrum, including Democrats, Republicans, and even Libertarians. Randy is highly sought after when it comes to the uh, Recall Gavin 2020 campaign, and I'm sure that is an understatement. Randy, thank you for taking the time out to speak with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So just to take it really quickly from the beginning, when and what brought on the recall? We know it wasn't really COVID-related. No. Uh, this is the third attempt uh, to remove Gavin Newsom from office since the first day he, he uh, was sworn in uh, just less than two years ago. Um, I think what happened with this particular recall is that, that officially began on February 20th of last year. Uh, I know that day very, very well because that was my, uh, my birthday. And so it was I had a very large birthday party uh, and it probably turned out to be the last uh, uh, big event anybody was allowed to have in, in Los Angeles County because that hotel that I had my party at was closed down in, in 48 hours uh, due to the, uh, the mandates by, by Governor Newsom and uh, other health officials throughout the, throughout the country, I mean, throughout the state and, and the nation for that matter. Um, so, you know, it's been a long process, um, but thus far we're at the precipice of history. Um, we have now collected the required signatures needed to be able to advance this into a special election. 
later this fall. Uh, and I think the bottom line is that people still matter and, and grassroots politics still matter. And, and the politicians work for us, no matter how high they are or how mighty they think they are. Uh, at the end of the day, um, it's the people who are in charge of democracy. So from what I understand, because the beauty about this recall is that it's not just Republican. And that's what, from we're hearing from the left, that is only Republicans or crazy sideliners whatsoever. Exactly. There are a lot of Democrats on it. So what are Democrats telling you about the recall? Well, I don't, you know, I, you know, I, we may live in what is known as a, a, a blue state, but I, I think it's more of a purple state. Uh, and I think people are, don't care about being a Democrat or Republican. I think right now this is a deeply personal issue between, um, you know, the 40 million residents who call California home and their governor. And we live in a unique uh, situation where uh, we have the ability to, to pull the re recall trigger anytime for any reason uh, or whatever, if we want to go ahead and do the heavy lifting to make sure that we have the signatures in tow and collected to, to get this thing before the voters. And we have been able to accomplish that. So again, it's, it's, this has gone back from the very first day he decided that, you know, very first day he was sworn into office. Uh, this is the third attempt to remove him from office. I, I think what makes it difference this time is um, organization and, uh, and a, a very clear uh, uh, vision from the leaders of the campaign, uh, mainly Orrin Heatley, who is our, our lead proponent. Uh, he's, uh, he's his first time ever involved in anything in the public eye. He's a retired sheriff sergeant from uh, Yolo in Folsom County and, uh, you know, from the very northern parts of, 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 of uh, California. Uh, and he took it upon himself with Mike Netter and uh, Robin McRae and Dan Sioni and, and uh, Susan Hurd and, and many, many others, uh, Christina Abercrombie, who, who said, listen, let's, let's try to do this. I know that they've tried in the past, but let's really try to think out of the box and make this all about the people and putting together a statewide uh, campaign based upon volunteers. And by the end of the day, we ended up having uh, thousands, if not tens of thousands of people actively engaged who were out passing petitions um, and uh, who really you know, stood tall and stood up against the odds and, and were able to make this thing happen. So let's talk about the history of the governor for a second. We know he's been Lieutenant Governor, uh, Mayor of San Francisco. I'm not exactly sure if he was a uh, vice mayor uh, at the time, but what's his governing, uh, his, his history of governing? Is this a one-off or does he show a pattern in a history of just bad governorship? Uh, you know, he's, uh, the very first office he was given was, uh, he was appointed by uh, then mayor Willie Brown to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors during a, during a, um, you know, there was a vacancy that occurred and, um, you know, there's no, there's no secret that, you know, there's family ties with him and, and uh, uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And at the time, you know, Nancy Pelosi was, you know, and still is a, a very powerful figure in American politics. And, and so, uh, you know, and Nancy Pelosi and, and Willie Brown are both chairman of the California Democratic Party way back in the day, if you want to go back into your history. Uh, they both come from the same neighborhood in San Francisco and Oakland. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a very incestuous, you know, politics is very incestuous in California. And you go back and you think about the people that have been successful and the people who have tried to break <clears throat> the mode, the mode, the mold, and also kind of the, the political code, so to speak. 
uh, and it's very few people have been unsuccessful. And then when you enter uh, this particular campaign with the the people who are behind it that have never been involved in politics per se, uh, I think they didn't know how to handle it, and they still don't know how to handle it. And they keep referring to us as as this Republican coup and right wing extremists. Yeah, you know, we're just Californians. We come from all walks of life, and and I know that they're they're trying to paint people into a uh, into corners and and they paint us all with the same brush. But it's just it's nonsensical, and I don't think it's working. Well, now that the uh, governor is going to be recalled, and congratulations for a successful campaign. Uh, well, we're not we, there yet. We're not there yet, but we're almost, we're there. We're there, but we're not there. We're going to get there on election night. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so what what should we expect as as voters? What's coming up now? What's the next process? What should we expect either in the mail or when, when are we going to actually vote for this? Oh, it'll probably be uh, the, the earliest I believe we'll be able to see this on the ballot is November 2nd. Uh, probably it's the 9th or the 16th or all the other dates that are floating around there. Uh, we don't really know, sure. We don't really know yet officially. We still have a couple more days to wait for the California Secretary of State to issue their final report of how many signatures we, we qualified with. As a matter of fact, I just got off the phone with the Secretary of State's office no less than five minutes ago, and I spoke to the official spokesperson there, uh, and he was very evasive because, you know, he's they're wanting to keep everything close to the vest, and, you know, they're wanting to uh, to be in control, but in the end of the day, the people who are in control of this recall campaign aren't the politicians in Sacramento, and uh, it's it's the people, and, and that's you know. So so we know that it's going to be in a fall election to kind of get back to your get back to your question, and and you know we're looking at November. So let me just quickly bring up to you a UC Berkeley poll that was revealed not too long ago. It stated mm-hmm. that forty three percent said the governor was doing a poor job. 43, which is a pretty high number, while only 31 felt he was doing okay. Do you feel this is accurate or is is it skewed in any way? Well, we kind of think it is, but your thoughts? Well, you know, you got to look, that poll's already outdated. It's a month old. Um, So, you know, polls are only good the day they take them. Uh, We don't put a lot of stock into the polls. The only poll that we have right now is the 1.6 million, 1.636, I think it is, uh, million people who have have been verified and uh, on this petition drive and we'll probably add another hundred thousand more uh, at the end of the day uh, around that amount um so i don't put any stock into polls the only poll that matters are are the ones that are actively involved in this process and the ones who are are affected by gavin newsom on a day-to-day basis which is 40 million of us and and uh, you know so i don't put a lot of stock in the polls the only polls that matters on election day so, Randy, before we let you go, where can people find accurate information on what's going on with the recall? Well, there's only one official website, and it's recallgavin2020.com. Uh, and I want to have everybody be, I want to give a cautionary uh, tale. There are a lot of uh, grifters. There are a lot of people who are profiting off of the hard work that our official campaign is doing, uh, including politicians like uh, Gavin uh, Adam Schiff and and many others who are sending out solicitation fundraisers, having, you know, wanting people to, to give money to their organizations and to their uh, to their campaigns uh, in, in name of the, the recall. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, uh, you know, that's the problem we have with, with California uh, politics and political action committees. Um, so we, we can't stop that. We can't control that. But what we can do is we can keep running our campaign 
Uh, and again, our, there's only one website if anybody wants to get involved, and that's recallgavin2020.com. Uh, and that's and everything else, just, you know, buyer beware and, and be very, very conscientious of, of who you donate your hard-earned money to. Uh, and But also, if you want to just get involved, uh, you know, we make it very simple. And we make our, our campaign website is, is almost like a, a virtual, uh, 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 it's a virtual uh, campaign uh, uh, headquarters, so to speak. We also have radio shows in, in Los Angeles on KABC every Friday night called Friday Night at the French Laundry. Uh, that goes from 7 to 9 p.m. with myself and Oren Heatley and Mike Netter are the three co-hosts of the show. And it's a campy takeoff on what Gavin Newsom did at that infamous dinner. He, he went with lobbyists that uh, kind of will go down in his political obituary. Um, so, again, we're trying to keep this uh, about the people and making sure that the people are in charge of our, of our, of our campaign. And we'll continue to do that between now and election day, whenever, the, whenever that is. <laughs> Randy, thank you for your time. Really do appreciate it. I appreciate you so much. Thank you. We're going to leave it there for now. What do you think? We want to know. We'll be back in your feed shortly with more coverage, analysis, and updates. Thank you for listening to the Power and Duty Show. We appreciate you joining us as we analyze the ideologies controlling the California political spectrum and its results. Remember, when it comes to politics, personality is the key and perceptions become reality. If this is your first time listening to our show, please go back and listen to the others we have. For returning listeners, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate you and your feedback.